0: I'm Trish,
1: and I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do, for once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light.
0: It said it right there. It says... For you were once full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of the light. For the light within you produces only what is good, right, and true. When we say yes to Jesus, when we ask Jesus to come into our heart and into our lives to be our Savior, we take on his image. We become his image bearers. We are created in his image. We are his Amagadé. And we have the breath of God breathed into us and we live our lives in a way that reflects God. But this book written to the Ephesians, written to the church of Ephesus was written to a culture that was really in a time where society was really um, like pervasive and it was in closing in on what God was doing in the church. And there was just sin left and right. And when you read in here in Ephesians five, it talks about all the, and even as early as like Ephesians 4, it talks about how the world is just coming in and it's trying to destroy us and make us so we're no longer children of the light. I mean, if you just go right into Ephesians 4, verse 17, it says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as Gentiles do for they're hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness and wander far from the life God gives because they are closed in their minds and hardened in their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Verse 20 goes on to say, But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus, you have learned the truth that comes from him. Throw off your old sinful nature and former ways of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And it goes on and on to talk about what it is to have evil deeds, and what it is to, you know, like abusive and foul language, um, idolatry, anger, harsh words, sexual immorality, impurities, greed—all these different things. It kind of, it's kind of cushioned between what Thaddeus read and what I read. It has it talks about how we give the devil. A, we have the ability as believers to give the devil a foothold when we allow sin to enter our life, and when we allow anger and frustration to control us. And basically what you see when you're reading Ephesians is you're seeing a culture that's very reflective of the culture we live in right now. And as I was praying about and asking the Lord, you know, what, what do we talk about? Where do we go from here? And I just felt like The words woke versus awake came to my heart. And what does it mean to be a woke church and what does it mean to be an awake church? And Thaddeus read in Ephesians where it says, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will give you light. And how do we allow God into who we are, into being the church and allow his light into us so we can bear his image and we can become a reflection to the world rather than having the world come into the church and invade and like just the pervasiveness of the world coming into the church and just enveloping the church versus the church going out into the world. The Bible says we're supposed to be in the world, but not be of the world. And the temptation that you see a lot in, in Christianity and progressive Christianity and what is happening around us is that we see the church conforming to the world rather than the world conforming to the church. And we're not supposed to become conformed to the things of this world.
1: I was thinking about a song from a a band that I've really enjoyed over the years called sleeping giant. They have a song called clutches. And I don't know if it a hundred percent relates to, to what church is talking about there, but there's just, uh, you know, pieces of the song where it's like, God, don't let people fall into the hands of an angry church. Without love, I never would have made it. Father, don't let your people fall into the clutches of an angry world. Without your love, we're never going to make it. And I think it's a matter of not, you know, don't let us fall into the world, right? And the woke world and being completely enveloped in that and being put down until like we're forced as, as a quote-unquote church, I mean general church, right, to become more like the world, but rather be able to be a part of the world and show God's love, and also at the same time not be an angry church about what is going on in the world, because we need to show those people love.
0: Right. And when I think about how the saying woke, you know, and how it has to do with, well, what it, what does it mean even specifically? Basically, it means well-informed and that you're aware. And what you see so often in the body of Christ in is uh, we want to either a.
1: Well, and I think even like it's used, you know. I think originally the term woke, right? We're not talking the actual definition of woke, but the term woke was, you know, originally intended to be alert about like civil rights issues and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and now it's more of like a, uh, associated with, um, kind of obsessing about certain politics and things and, and, uh, not and like being really politically correct and being you know Mm -hmm. more socially aware I guess
0: and I'd say arguably the church has gotten it really wrong in a lot of areas of injustice in the past and so when you look at kind of the the backlash of what Christianity has had in some of those areas you can see some of the extremes you see either like the extremes of oh it's a non-issue and um you know, you guys are just woke or you see the other extreme of we're going to go way overboard and go the other extreme, but we're called to be awoken. (laughs) Christ calls us to awaken, oh sleeper. And we should be aware of what is going on around us, not allowing culture to come in and take over the church, but be like awakened to the world and to to seeing the needs of others and when you're, you know, when you think about like the Good Samaritan and what happened there, how it's, you know, like the, the righteous people or the, the pharmaceutical type people who just walk by and, and don't help them out, but it's the guy, the Good Samaritan who walks by, the person who you wouldn't think would help them out and he helps them out. And how do we as believers live with our eyes wide open to see the needs of in, of the people who have experienced injustices and how do we live with our eyes wide open to the fact that we serve a God who's able to do so so much more than we can ever think or hope or imagine according to his power that is with, at work within us
1: and I think there is a there's a part too of of quote-unquote woke society right where the church does need to be a little more woke, right? In general of being uh, aware of social injustices and civil rights type things and and really speaking up about certain things instead of just kind of being a bystander sometimes. And I'm generally speaking, I'm not speaking about any specific church. I'm just generally speaking, a church, a church as a whole in America, um, there are instances where it's, you, when there's something that happens and it's really like, like wh- why is the church not speaking out against maybe, you know, injustices against people groups and things like that. Right. Why do they just stand by? So I think sometimes, yes, the church could be a little more quote unquote woke in that regard, but then yes, also like just not being a bystander in, getting comfortable in having, oh, this is our church body and this is what we do. And we do this every Sunday. We do this during the week and, you know. but Or not even
0: during the week, just on Sundays. (laughs) Sure, but
1: waking up to be the hands and feet of Christ more and not just in a little bubble, but actually reaching out to the community and doing things for the community. Mm -hmm. I just think over the years that I've seen Many churches, again, I'm not going to get into specifics where they get into their own bubble and they don't, um, A, they don't work with other churches necessarily. And it's like a competition of how many people they can get through the door or how how big a building can they have and versus another church or maybe, you know, instead of coming together for a greater need. And being the light of the world and not just being, you know, kind of about themselves.
0: Right. They lose the mission, the focus to go into all the world and preach the gospel and, and win the lost over to Christ.
1: And then they get, then they sometimes will get trapped into the pressures of the world of, well, we've seen it. We've seen it where people are like, well, I want, I'm looking for a church and it needs to meet. A B C D and E, um, you know, and otherwise, you know, I'm gonna go somewhere else. And so you see churches bending to, to meet these things that maybe ne- aren't necessarily what their beliefs are.
0: Right, and that reminds me of Matthew 15:8 through nine, where it says, "These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is farce, and they teach man made ideas as God as commands from God." They're man-made ideas and they're teaching them as commands from God. They're not even found in scripture, but their hearts, it's saying that their hearts are far from God. And how do we make sure our hearts are not getting to that place where they're far from God or our hearts are asleep to what God is doing in the world and around us. And we're letting culture, invade us like i'm not talking anymore church i'm talking about us as individuals because we don't necessarily always have control over what other people are doing but what do we have control over in ourselves how do we keep our hearts so they're close to the heart of god and how do we keep our hearts awakened to what god is doing in in the world around us in his through his scripture by the power of his holy spirit how do we stand in reverence before God and awe and honor of God and all that we say and all that we do and how we live our lives because there's so much pressure on us sometimes to perform a certain way or maybe even pressure to act like we are apathetic to what is happening around us like I'm just thinking about in church right I I work with youth, so I see this sometimes um where you and okay well more specifically I guess I remember this as a youth I either remember A, the pressure to act like I was worshiping God to appease people or B, the pressure to act like I wasn't worshiping God so people wouldn't judge me. How do you get to that place where you are worshiping in spirit and truth? You are standing before God with awe and wonder of of who he is and complete reverence and adoration to all that God is and just fully awakened to to the creator of the universe, the one who can take the darkness that is in us and give us light and help us to shine as light in darkness. So everywhere we go, people can see hope. And I'm, I'm. my challenge is if we don't live a life of awe and wonder before God, we're never going to be bearers, image bearers of God and shine his light in the darkness.
1: And then that comes down to, I mean, it's an individual thing and not necessarily the church, but. It's also the church being a steward of this into the, not necessarily, I don't I don't want to say members of like, you know, they're a voting member or whatever, but just members, people that come through the doors, right? To be able to steward that to them of teaching them, you know, well, honestly, right from wrong. This is, these are the things, and not in a condemning sort of way that scares people off, but being real about it and not shying away from things that people, when people say, oh, they need to be A, B, C, D, or E, and not shying away and be like, well, you know what? We maybe are A, B, and E, but Mm -hmm. C and D we have an issue with, and not shying away from it and explaining it to them in in a non-condemning way, but in a way to show God's love.
0: Right, because here's the thing, just like in the Church of Ephesus, the world around the church in Ephesus was preaching really loud and it wasn't godly things that it was preaching. And just like in today's culture, the world is really loud and it's preaching a loud message to us and to our children. And we need to be coming and combating that with the truth of God's word and letting God's light shine into the darkness and bearing his image where we go and and like that said not skipping over things but how do we minister the truth of God's word in love and how do we make sure we are awakened to all that he is doing and we are called to love our culture we're called to live in a an awoke culture, a culture that's aware of wrong, but we're called to live it awakened. We're called to live it from a place of, of love within us, of love springing forth out of us and light shining out of us because the city on a hill cannot be hidden. We're called to be the, the light of Jesus and to carry his image, to be his Imago day everywhere we go to bear his image and be his representation here on earth.
1: We, we are called to be the light. Of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And even w- when you look at, there's obviously there's the, you know, you're the light of the world, so the city whatever that scripture is, right? But even here in Ephesians 5 that we read to start off, right? Like evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them, right? For the light makes everything visible. So if we are supposed to be the light of the world, we don't necessarily have to, call out things of people, but our living for Jesus, being the light is going to expose the things around us that aren't good.
0: And I think we are to be alert and on guard um, because the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. And we need to be alert and aware of false beliefs that are and teachings that are coming into the church that are infiltrating the church and be on guard. And when we hear things that are off to call them out because we can protect what God is doing in his church. And we are called to do that. Be aware of wolves in sheep's clothing, be aware of false doctrine and winds of doctrine that come through the church that preach a false gospel.
1: So I guess what we're saying is, Everybody needs to wake up and and that's us too, right? It's, it's not, we're not calling, calling everybody listening to this out. Like we need to wake up to like, what's going on around us? How can we be alert and aware? And how can we be the light of, of Jesus, you know, shining? How can we shine that light through love and kindness and not just condemnation? And it's, it's a journey. And it it's one of those things where you need to you need to ask God to fill you with the spirit and be able to exude that.
0: And ask God to awaken you.
1: So if you have any questions on this, feel free to shoot us an email. And I'm sure
0: we could have expounded so much more. This was just a quick little ditty and Hopefully it'll just inspire you to dig into the word and go to the scriptures we referenced out of Ephesians 4 and Ephesians 5 and see how God can minister to you through what the scriptures say.
1: So yeah, go, go ahead and reach out to us if you'd like, uh, whether it's about this episode or other episodes, or if you have a prayer request, uh, you can email us at info at fallingshortpodcast.com or you can ins- uh, send us a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And uh, until next time, I'm Thaddeus.
0: And I'm Trish, and we love you guys so much.
1: Are you currently doing your own podcast or maybe you're aspiring to start one? If you are, we'd like to encourage you to check out Blueberry Podcasting for all of your hosting needs. We use Blueberry today and let me tell you, it's it's real slick. Uh, works with our website just fine on a plugin. So if you use our code FallenShort, you can get your first month free. So you can go ahead and click that affiliate image link on our website and get started with your podcast.